Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Solutions Pod, where we talk to some awesome folks about solutions they're working on to make the world a better place. I'm Jay Harvey Lewis, and today I'm joined by Anastasia Vasevic, and our guest today is Jenica Barrett of ZeroWasteWisdom.com, who's known for her One Jar Challenge, where in 2015, she began limiting her waste to uh, one jar of, um, I guess, non-recyclable things. Uh, Jessica, it's so good to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat a little bit more about the zero waste movement. Yeah, awesome. So actually, I remember hearing about you quite a while ago after you had completed your first challenge. And it really stuck in my mind so much that I actually tried it um, in September and October. And I found it to be very useful and a lot more doable than I, I thought it would be. And I really should get back into it because just the conscious effort of thinking about it just helps in the, I guess, me to plan to not use as much uh, non-reusable um, material. So Jenica, tell us how you came up with the idea and some of the biggest challenges uh, when you first attempted it back in 2015. Yeah, so I had actually been like collecting my waste in a jar since um, early 2012, but I'd been doing it like month to month. So like every month I would gather up all my waste and post it. Um, but in 2015, I decided that I wanted to try it for a whole year just because it was like a much longer period of time. Um, and I had kind of gotten to a point where my monthly waste was kind of the same amount every month. So I wanted to really push myself. Um, and, uh, it, it was, it was really, really challenging, but I think I was doing it because I wanted to see like as an individual you know, in my, in my own life, how could I really push myself to the limits of, of zero waste living? Like, could I get to zero? Um, and spoiler alert, I didn't get to zero. That's pretty much impossible, <laughs> but I, I made a lot less trash and it was really insightful. Yeah, it's, that's very interesting because I personally find it very challenging after, after I've attempted that. And I mean, recycling is, easier to do because you just basically separate your trash but to actually reduce the waste it has to be such a conscious decision for everything you buy and everything you know you do with uh, the items you own so um, it's definitely something that is probably more guidance is needed so the content that you put out there is very very useful and I have to tell you that I have been going through your blog uh, for quite a number of days now and there is so much valuable content so thanks a lot for sharing all that and um, I would just probably want to kind of summarize what's um, the most valuable lessons you've learned from that experience. Yeah, um, I think it's like two pieces. In the moment um, when I was actually doing the challenge, I feel like I learned a lot um, about what my priorities were. When you start, when you start reducing your waste, you realize really like, what are those pieces of trash that you're not going to be able to avoid or that you choose not to avoid. Um, and also just, I learned a lot about um, the resources it takes and just how different my waste production looks like, depending on where I live and like what stage of life I am. So like when I was doing that challenge, I actually moved from Bellingham, Washington to Portland, Oregon. Um, and just seeing the difference in like what bulk stores were available, what is actually recyclable, what their composting system takes. 
um, shifted my waist a lot. So I think it also taught me that individual actions are really powerful and they can make a difference, but also we are in a bigger system and there's some things that are totally out of my control. So definitely um, gave me a little insight into some of the kind of privilege I had in being able to do this just because I've had access to those resources. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, you mentioned a lot um, about the four R's on your blog, so refuse, reduce, reuse, and recycle. What is your personal relationship with those sort of roles? Yeah, um, I think when I was first going zero waste, those, those R's uh, were kind of like my mantra. And I actually add on a fifth, so another one would be rot um, for composting. Um, because it's, it's really hard when we first get into this zero waste movement. I think so often we get focused on just like recycling as long as I can recycle, you know, I'm going to be fine. Um, and really emphasizing that like refusing is such a powerful thing. And just remembering that that is, that is on the top of the list because that's something I can do. I can refuse to support a company that's not sustainable. I can refuse to buy that item in the first place. Um, so, so often, you know, I hear people say or get questions about, well, what, I, what do I do with X item? And rather than trying to think about like, what do you do with this plastic piece? It's like, well, how can I avoid that in the first place? How can I refuse that and swap it out? Um, so I think like now whenever I'm going to buy something, um, I kind of ask myself like, can I refuse this? Can I outright not buy this? And then if not kind of going down the list and being like, okay, well, am I gonna be able to reuse it? Can I buy it less often? And then always thinking about that end cycle, like where is this thing going? Um, is it gonna go you know, in my trash or can I figure out some other way to compost it or recycle it? So I really try to kind of think through those steps um, before bringing something new into my house. Very interesting. Yeah, I remember you originally kind of giving me advice that went something like this, like if you stop buying so much junk, then you won't end up with so much, which is like, I guess, pretty obvious. But then like when you're actually out there, it mm -hmm. um, even in 2021, after the zero waste movement has been going for a while, it seems like sometimes the problem of like single use plastics is even, is kind of getting a little worse uh, with like, I guess with the, or the CV-19 situation, um, you, it's just like things are getting wrapped in plastic that mm -hmm. otherwise wouldn't have gotten wrapped. I'm kind of curious um, if you've noticed any significant changes to like the overall like av availability of um, zero waste options and just things that can help you avoid um, having things to throw away. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been a big shift during the pandemic just because um, at least here locally, like a lot of places that were selling bulk goods have stopped allowing um, people to bring their own like bags or containers. Um, so like here, my local co-op was kind of like, you can't bring anything in anymore. Um, I was fortunate enough to have one place, um, Scoop Marketplace, who stayed open and accepted containers the entire time. Um, but I know that that's something that uh, a lot of my readers have been asking me about, like, what do we do now that these are kind of closed? How do we get these? Um, bulk things. And I don't have a great solution. I mean, you still need to buy food. Um, <laughs> and so that has definitely felt like uh, a harder piece of kind of, we, we used to have access to something and now we maybe don't. 
Um, I definitely think that uh, as time has gone on, we found more inventive ways of maintaining that reusability aspect, even while being like really conscious about um, kind of the limitations we're in. I mean, just thinking about reusable masks rather than disposable ones. Um, just thinking about uh, even when we're buying groceries, you know, are we buying them in paper bags versus plastic bags? And I think a lot of people have kind of fallen into the, the allure of Amazon delivery. And I have really kind of pushed back against that and said like, there's a lot of other great sustainable companies that you can still get things delivered to your door. Like I'm not saying you have to go out um, and risk your health or safety, um, but it doesn't have to be uh, through a company that doesn't have the greatest sustainability or ethics. And so I think it's just kind of adapting and acknowledging that, yeah, right now is different, but it doesn't mean that we have to throw out all these ideals um, and ignore what we've kind of been working on for so long. Yeah, it's great to, to, to kind of understand that concept that you're the power of decisions mm -hmm. and the fact that your voice counts and, you know, you can vote with your dollar and, and you can, your decisions can really dictate the future. Like that kind of power is, um, it's, it's amazing to have realizations towards it. Um, I did see um, quite a bit of information on your blog about like different events and workshops that, workshops that you organize. Um, could you expand a bit more on that? I'm quite curious. Yeah, um, so I have been doing workshops for the past, well, probably three or four years now. Um, and so I, when, when in-person workshops were allowed, um, I offered a variety of different workshops to, to community spaces or community groups on uh, things like just general introduction to zero waste living. Um, I also had a really popular one that was on DIY skincare and we made things like deodorant and body butter um, and lip balm. Um, and I just found that I, I love writing and I love blogging, but that in-person connection of really kind of putting this information in front of people was so powerful um, and gave me really great feedback. Like I always learn things from my workshops. Um, and so I started kind of offering that as a as a con kind of in conjunction with my blog as you know, I'm a zero waste educator. So I also offered to come teach. Um, and so uh, a variety of companies started hiring me to come in for like an employee wellness program and teach about zero waste. Um, so that has kind of slowed down during the pandemic. I had 15 workshops lined up for that spring and then the pandemic hit and it all kind of slowed down. Um, I have done a couple online, which is a newer platform for me as everyone, um, but it's definitely something that as we start being allowed to go in person again, I'm definitely gonna be picking um, that back up and I'm still offering some online ones and I've still kind of done some of these uh, workshops for, for companies online. Um, so it's definitely something that I continue to do and prioritize. I really like the, I really like being able to have that live feedback um, and questions um, because it's, it's different than just reading a blog post. Yeah, um, Anastasia mentioned your your blog, and it really is uh, quite a, a valuable resource. Um, I'm curious, um, 
what are some of the your, your favorite topics that you you write on and um and I guess what what can people look forward to in the future yeah um I am definitely a blogger who blogs about what is relevant in her life right now so I definitely go through phases I, I like to blog about what is most relevant in my life. And so I definitely put a lot of content out there on DIY. I've been really into that for a while. So there's a lot of recipes um, from DIY. I've tried like mascara and makeup products and skincare. I have recipes on there for hand sanitizer, which was really popular at the beginning of the pandemic and bug spray. I make my own hairspray. Um, so there's definitely a lot of recipes on there. Um, but also just generally posting content about carbon footprints. Um, and I think a lot of my content recently has been around food waste. I think that's something that can often get overlooked in the zero waste movement because we focus so heavily on plastics. Um, but at least here in the US, 40% of our landfill waste is organic material. So we're kind of ignoring this whole area um, of this rotting food in, in our kitchens. So um, I, I recently posted a zero waste banana bread um, recipe that actually uses the banana peel. So it uses 99% of the entire thing. So just thinking about creative ways to kind of help with that. Um, and upcoming, I am, have some content that's gonna come out around um, zero waste pet care because I'm a new rabbit owner. And so that's a new area that I'm gonna be blogging about. How do you have pets um, and, re and reduce your waste and still give them sustainable and organic feed. So uh, it's basically anything sustainable, zero waste related, I'm covering at some point. Well, I'm, I'm curious uh, if you have any other tips in particular for people that are, are thinking about doing the one jar challenge and kind of like struggling with it. Yeah, um, I think definitely just being patient with yourself and giving yourself some grace because it is it is really hard and it's not something that we often think about. Um, and there can be a lot of guilt associated with like seeing our waste in front of us. And I think there's a level of that which is healthy and good and can be productive um, and really make you think. But also there's some that's like, you're just not gonna get away from it. So I think using it more as a kind of experiment and a learning opportunity rather than a comparison directly to somebody else. Um, and when you're doing it, just, just kind of look for those nuggets of, wow, this isn't really something I need to be using. This is something that I can swap out or I know a swap for. Um, and kind of focus on those rather than on those things that you're probably not going to get away from because we all have those and that's okay. That's, that's the system. Um, so just use it as a way to identify some starting points for you and your family. Yeah. And I've noticed, uh, it, it takes a while, but on the long-term, um, strategies for this, uh, just kind of letting the local stores in your area know that these things are important to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it might seem like we're just, you know, shouting out into the darkness, but if enough of us uh, mention things like that, then, you know, I have seen a few stores actually switch out from like styrofoam to, to paper, for example, um, after mm -hmm. like years of me bothering them about it. It's definitely gaining traction. I mean, just thinking about all of the zero waste stores that have started opening up, like it's, it's a growing movement. And 
I think using your voice is really powerful. And just, even if it's just like advocating for like, hey, I'm here and I'm wanting to buy things in bulk, like don't take this away. I know one of our stores was considering getting rid of their bulk spices because it wasn't popular. And a whole bunch of customers were like, no, like we will continue using this um, and really kind of showed the store the value of, of that um, product. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, to speak up and you're right, it does kind of sound like I'm just yelling at this blank wall. Um, but there are people listening and I think there's so many of us now too that our voices are really starting to join together and create a really powerful um, really powerful movement to follow. Yeah, it's definitely really inspiring, especially when you do, um, from a personal experience, when you do um, start vocalizing these ideas, um, there is also resentment. It's not just that um, certain ideas may be hidden a wall. Um, it, it's sometimes that, you know, there is power going back at you. So, um, I'm, yeah, I definitely think that it's, it's important and it's not easy. So people should really expect that um, it's gonna just go um, like that. Um, yeah, wow, banana bread with the peels. I'll definitely go into that recipe. <laughs> that really did <laughs> make me go like, wow. Um, another thing I just wanted to uh, comment on is you mentioned with your workshops is that there are businesses that are actually asking you to come and present that to their, um, to their people, to their employees. I think that's so powerful and I would love to see more of that happening because I, I think it's such a beautiful way to bind people together and it's like, you know, bringing employees together, having that sort of bonding experience and at the same time, you know, having that with a purpose. So I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, there is room for every single type of employee and business to grow. And I think that sometimes we get stuck in this idea that you have to be a sustainable business, you know, quote unquote, sustainable in order to think about these things. But I mean, I have worked um, with one was like, I don't even remember what it was, but like a financial company doing something in finances and banking and just coming in and talking about office waste. And we just did a whole presentation and, um, and I, you know, have done presentations at, um, uh, different kind of food, um, and science, um, teaching conferences, talking about like classroom waste and how do we integrate these ideas into our classrooms with our students. So, um, those have always been really exciting to me because I think that's how we kind of broaden this movement too and really make it zero waste isn't its own movement it's something we need to integrate into everyone and every kind of business company person lifestyle um, so those workshops are always especially fun because I feel like I'm branching out and really reaching uh, a new pool of people that could integrate this lifestyle. Yeah, that, that does sound like it. And yeah, definitely sound. When you did mention it, it just in my heart, it just felt like, wow, that's that's a beautiful thing to do because it's so much easier to speak to people who already are practicing it and just want to learn more. But when it's a completely new pool, yeah, as you mentioned, that's just, you get so much pleasure from, from introducing that idea to people who are kind of quite green to it just yet. Um, so yeah, you know, sounds like from 2015 when you did um, the Wanja challenge, you've gone quite a way and you've um, kind of branched out into all these different activities. So have you got any future plans, anything we should look out for? Um, well, my 
newest kind of form of media is definitely branching into the video format. It's not something I've done in the past, but I'm um, working on creating some, uh, well, starting my YouTube channel and creating a DIY series. Um, so rather than having uh, a workshop that has to be at a specific time, having some pre-recorded videos that are going to be on skincare and cosmetics um, to hopefully allow people a different format and still able to kind of access my content um, at a time that's convenient for them. So I don't have a specific release date yet, but that is what I'm working on and I'm really excited about it. So uh, what, are, what are the best ways that people can find your work to support you? Yeah, uh, so my blog is at zerowastewisdom.com. Um, it's definitely going to have uh, everything you need to know on there. If you're specific to like a social media platform, um, my handle is Zero Waste Wisdom. So you can find me on Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram. And I'm just launching my YouTube channel too. Um, but as long as you can remember those three words, Zero Waste Wisdom, you'll be able to find me. All right, awesome. So everybody go check out zerowastewisdom.com. And uh, Jenica, it's, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, we really appreciate that, that you're doing something like so powerful to, to reduce the, the four pounds on average plus of, of trash that people are generating. And I guess for those who are outside of the US, that would be over two kilos, just an amazing amount of, of stuff that we generate that is so unnecessary. Um, yeah, so just thank you so much for what you've been doing, for staying with it um, after that first year. And um, I hope that we get to talk to you again in the future and, and, and hear some of the awesome new challenges and things that you've come up with. Yeah, thank you for having me and highlighting this important topic. Awesome. And hopefully you'll, you'll join us on, on the naturehub.com <laughs> platform. And um, also for, for everybody out there, um, that is the sponsor of this show, naturehub.com. And um, we're, we're trying to make it easier for people to access the conscious consumer lifestyle. So um, check out um, naturehub.com while you're also checking out the uh, zero waste uh, wisdom.com. All right, cool. We'll take care, everybody. Oh, and everybody who is watching this uh, live on the YouTube um, premiere, uh, we are going to be having a, a live Q&A over on Clubhouse. So if you need a invitation to that, then the first person to mention that in the comments that they need an invite, I will try to send one over to you. And so we'll be starting that in about five minutes. So um, hopefully we will see some of you over there and um, Jenica will be joining us for some, some questions and answers uh, live. Alrighty, so um, without any further delay, we'll, we'll go on over and uh, get that set up.